Check, check. One, two, one, two. What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages? You already know the deal. All things NFL with your host, yours truly, the boy, Andy Seep. Season one, episode two. Now, yesterday, I made my first ever episode just titled Introductions. Just me introducing myself, explaining what my podcast would be like. And it was short. It was about five minutes. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do for the introduction. Like I said, make myself comfortable talking to you guys. And I feel like I did good with that. Now, we're into our second episode. And it's titled Minnesota Vikings. Now, why is it titled Minnesota Vikings? If you guys don't know, I said it yesterday in our podcast. The Minnesota Vikings, they're my favorite team, obviously. You know, you got to bleed purple and gold. So basically, we're just going to talk about the Vikings, plain and simple. Start out explaining why the Vikings are my favorite team. Obviously, you know, being a Minnesota hometown team, you know, you got to represent and everything. And, you know, it's tough being a Vikings fan. It is. There's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs, probably a lot more downs than ups, to be honest. And you just got to ride it out. You got to ride it out till the wheels fall off. And you know what? We're going to stay loyal. It's Minnesota for life. We're going to stay loyal to the Vikings. That's never going to change. You know, growing up as a Vikings fan, I don't know. It was always tough because we would always have those seasons where, you know, once every, like, three years, we'd have a season where, you know, you're doing good. Everything's on track. You know, you make it to the playoffs. And then come playoffs, you just choke. You just can't get the job done. And that's what the Minnesota Vikings are known for, unfortunately. So, you know, that's really tough. But just being a Vikings fan, if I could describe my favorite memory as a Vikings fan, it would definitely be the Minneapolis Miracle. I believe we all know that deep down, Minneapolis Miracle, Stephon Diggs, Case Keenum. I mean, come on. Like, I don't know how, like, 64 yards, I believe, might be wrong, might be right. I don't know, but 64 yards, if I believe, like, time runs out to beat the Saints. I mean, come on now. That's got to be the favorite memory. And I believe that is the first ever playoff game in U.S. Bank Stadium, too. So, just to do that, like, come on now. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. And I don't know if you guys can hear, but if you can hear a garbage truck in the background, I'm so sorry. I'm recording outside of my room. Got the garbage truck going. So, I'm going to get it right. Don't worry. I'm trying to make sure that... I keep all the background noise, but I'm sorry if you can hear a garbage truck. But yeah, favorite memory. It's got to be Minneapolis Miracle by far. Case Keenum, Stephon Diggs. I believe the end score was 29-24, I believe. So that right there was crazy. That was really crazy to beat the Saints. And then we all know, least favorite memory. The following week, versus the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl, which would have been... In Minnesota, U.S. Bank. And you blew it. You blew it, you blew it, you blew it. 38-7, to I believe. And we started out the game good. I believe, like, first drive on defense, we stopped them. Right out the gates, went and scored a touchdown. And, like, I'm thinking, like, yo, like, we're going to win. Like, this is our season. And then, <laughs> nah, <laughs> wheels fall off. And that was a terrible, terrible NFC Championship game. Hated watching it. Hated watching it. My favorite season probably as a Vikings fan would be that season, though, that 2017 season. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, actually, believe it or not, was supposed to be our starting 
QB for that season, and he got hurt in the offseason, I believe, torn ACL, and then I believe we were going to roll with Sam Bradford, and I think we did that the first game, first two games, but then Bradford got hurt, so then in Case Keenum, the third-string quarterback, and he just takes off from there. We went 13-3 that year, which was an amazing record. We're top two seed in the NFC. Obviously, Philadelphia was number one. And then I believe our only losses that year were to Pittsburgh, who back when they had the Killer Bees with, you know, Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. We did lose the Detroit Lions one year, believe it or not, led by Matthew Stafford. And the third loss was Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. I remember that game, which we did get cheated out. We should have won that game, but we did get cheated out. But that was a great season by far. And that is one season that, for me, I believe I was 17 around the time. So about four years ago. So it was like, you know, in high school, you're just, you know, living life. And then, you know, you love football. You're playing football. The Vikings are doing good. And it's just like, wow. And then, like, you know, just like that. They lose. They lose, lose, lose one game away from the Super Bowl, but it's whatever. It is what it is. My least favorite season would probably have to be... I wouldn't count any of the seasons as a kid when I was watching, but I would probably actually have to say this past season was my least favorite season. I think we went 8-9. I don't remember. But, yeah, that was just... Yeah, I really didn't like this season. I mean... You know, you get all the off-season additions on defense. I remember, like, we've added Rashad Breland, Patrick Peterson, and then I can't remember, Dalvin Tomlinson we added, and then, you know, Justin Jefferson's second year. You got Adam Thielen. You got Dalvin Cook. You're thinking it's going to be a good year, and then just like that. First game, playing Cincinnati, which nobody really thought Cincinnati was going to be Cincinnati, you know. Dalvin Cook fumbles in overtime. We lose that game. And then playing Arizona, Greg Joseph misses a field goal, lose that game. Could have easily started out 3-0 because we beat Seattle in week three. It was just a terrible, terrible season. I didn't really like it. I barely watched the games, to be honest. I did go to one game with my boys, Xavier and Jordan, when we played Cleveland. And even then, that was just low-scoring game, plenty of chances, and we just blew it. So, didn't really like this season. But... Hey, it's only up from here. Mike Zimmer's gone, thankfully. So it's only up from here. My favorite player for the Vikings. Now, you know, everyone would want to say Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson. But for me, if I'm being completely honest, I think my favorite player would have to be Andrew Booth Jr., the rookie cornerback that we drafted out of Clemson in the second round. Just because he's got that dog mentality. You know, watching his IG videos, watching his interviews, watching his highlights, he's really good. And for me, I know I told you guys I play flag football yesterday on my podcast. If you guys don't know that, I do play flag football, adult flag football league. And my favorite position to play is cornerback, and that's what he plays as well. And he's just got that dog mindset. What can I say? So that's probably my favorite player. Obviously, you could say Justin Jefferson. He just got that swagger. If I were to say my third favorite it would probably just be Harrison Smith because he's a longtime Viking and, you know, he's just, like, well-respected in that locker room. So that's just something that, like, you know, you have to give him his respect. You can't hate him. You have to like him. So, basically, this offseason, 
We had a lot of changes this offseason. Like I said, Mike Zimmer, he's gone. He got fired. Our previous head coach, Rick Spielman, our previous GM, I believe for 16 years, he got fired, let go. Which that means we bring in head coach Kevin O'Connell, who was the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. Now, Kevin O'Connell, if you guys don't know, obviously, new Vikings head coach, was actually drafted in the NFL back in the 2008 draft to the New England Patriots, which is crazy. He was drafted to be the backup of Tom Brady, believe it or not. Sorry about that with my phone. But he was drafted to be the backup to Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the GOAT. That's crazy. Basically, as a player right here, played for the Patriots for one year, Detroit Lions practice squad member, New York Jets for two years, Dolphins practice squad, back on the Jets, then Chargers as a practice squad. Started his coaching career in 2015 as a quarterback's coach for the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, they're going to be a good team this year. Was a quarterback's coach for one year, then went to the San Francisco 49ers as a special projects, whatever that is, don't know. Special projects for the San Francisco 49ers. Then went to the Washington Redskins, quarterback's coach for two years, was an offensive coordinator for one year. Who was on the Redskins during that time? Kirk fucking Cousins. QB1, Kirk Cousins. Hopefully they can do something special this year. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. That's why you bring them over. Work with our quarterback that we paid to win a Super Bowl. Hasn't worked out at all. We only got one playoff win out of him, so, you know, let's hope for the best. Then, obviously, Los Angeles Rams, offensive coordinator these past two seasons. Rams winning the Super Bowl last year, even though, you know, you could say Sean McVay was the one calling the plays for the Rams. You know, offensive coordinator, you're still in the mix. Did great things with that Los Angeles Rams offense, which was really great, really great. Then, obviously, now Vikings head coach. So, Kevin O'Connell, you know, I expect... I expect a lot of big things because now we finally have an offensive-minded head coach. I believe however long Mike Zimmer was a head coach, six, seven years, just being defensive-minded and, you know, always being so conservative. You know, Vikings fans, like, you hate seeing that in games. It's like the conservative, you know, not taking big shots, and it's just like, why? And then the, I remember this past offseason, the final game, when Minnesota's playing Chicago, right? And... Justin Jefferson, I don't know how many yards away he was from, like, breaking the single-season uh, receiving record for the Vikings in franchise history, but, like, the Chicago Bears cornerbacks weren't covering him that game. Like, you know that, and, like, you got, like, two minutes left. You're on offense. You know, just let Jefferson get the record, but, nah, you want to run the game out, everything. Like, it's just no fun. It's always strict. It's just not good. I mean, he was a good coach. Don't get me wrong. Like, our defense was amazing, but, like, the past two seasons when he was our Coach, the defense was just falling off. You could tell easily. It was just big drop-off. So, you got to expect big things from Kevin O'Connell, offensive-minded coach, which you look at our weapons on offense. You got Jay Jettas, Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne. Like, that's the best wide receiver trio in the league. And that's not even me being biased. If you look at it, you just look at the stats on paper, what they did last year. Like, K.J. Osborne can easily be a wide receiver two, and he's a wide receiver three. Adam Thielen on a couple of teams can be a wide receiver one, and he's a wide receiver two. And then we all know what Jefferson can do. We all know what he brings to the table. Then, obviously, you got a new and improved offensive line. You got Brian O'Neill, who was a pro ball tackle. Christian Darris on the other side, rookie last year. Heard a lot of good things from him this past training camp or this training camp, this offseason. So, that's good. The interior line, you're beefing up. 
signing a lot of depth, drafting. Ed Ingram, I believe, out of LSU they drafted, so that should be good. And then, of course, tight end Irv Smith Jr., tight end one. He's be coming back from injury. Then, of course, who runs this offense? Not Kirk Cousins as QB1, but Dalvin Cook. He is, he's a, he's a, he's just him. Like, the offense goes as far as Dalvin Cook goes, plain and simple. Like, you could say Justin Jefferson, but part of that is, like, Kirk Cousins throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson. So, the offense goes as far as Dalvin Cook can go. He's the engine of this offense. He's the workhorse. And like I said, you got, on paper, you got a great offense, which never translated really on the field these past couple seasons. But now, Kevin O'Connell, hopefully he can change that. Hopefully we can start, you know, actually being consistent on offense, not being conservative as much, and, you know, not average, like, I don't know how many points a game we're averaging. But, no, our offense, actually, these past two seasons have been a lot better than our defense, to be honest, but still a little shabby and, you know, you got to love it. You got to love it. But now we talked about Kevin O'Connell, our new head coach. Let's talk about our new GM. And Kwesi Adolfa Mensa. if I said that name right. Hope I didn't butcher that name. But Kwesi Adolfa Mensa, 41 years old. Don't know why I said the age. But he went to Princeton. Princeton, you know. It's a great college. I didn't go to college, but <laughs> I know that's a great college. Basically, his career history in the NFL for three years, he was a manager of football research and development for the San Francisco 49ers. By the way, shout out to my boy, Zach. Diehard 49ers fan for whichever reason. They always choke in the playoffs whenever they make it, but hey, do you, bro? Uh, So for three years, he was a manager of football research and development, and then two years, he was the director of football research and development. So he's an analytics guy, which, you know, that could be good. And then for the Cleveland Browns, shout out to my boy Jay. He's also a Cleveland Browns fan from Cleveland. For two years for the Cleveland Browns, he was a vice president of football operations. And then now, obviously, general manager for the Minnesota Vikings. Like they say, analytics, not a lot really here on Wikipedia of Questy. But, I mean, he has a bachelor's degree in economics, master's degree in economics, He's a portfolio manager, commodities trader on Wall Street. So, you know, he's smart. And maybe that's what we need in our front office. Just smart guy, analytics, breaks down the numbers, you know, inside out. So, hey, hopefully, hopefully he's the right guy. Rick Spielman, 16 years. I mean, I feel like Questy's, not going to lie, has done a lot. I'm not going to say he's already done a lot more than Rick Spielman because, like, Spielman's the GM for 16 years. But Questy's done a lot his first year. With who he's brought in, and that's going to bring us to Zadaria Smith. I mean, come on now. That's got to be the biggest signing for the Minnesota Vikings this offseason by far. Zadaria Smith, who actually, believe it or not, did sign a contract with the Baltimore Ravens this offseason, but for some reason it just didn't fall through, went back to free agency, and that landed him a three-year deal. $42 million with the Minnesota Vikings, which can be worth up to $47 million. That's huge. You get another pro ball, all pro edge rusher to play alongside to Neil Hunter, who's going to be back and he's going to be healthy. You got to get after the quarterback. Got to get after the quarterback. And even last year, the Vikings, I believe they were, I don't know what they ranked in the league in sacks, but I know for a fact they were top five. 
And that's without Daniil Hunter for all of last season. We didn't even have Zadarius Smith. So to be top five in sacks last year, and now this year bringing back Zadarius Smith, not bringing back Zadarius Smith, bringing in Zadarius Smith and bringing back Daniil Hunter, that's going to be huge by far. By far, a little bit about Daniil Hunter, obviously, which he was a Green Bay Packer, believe it or not, which, shoot. All right, we'll take that. We'll take it from Green Bay. Started out his career playing for Baltimore Ravens four years and Green Bay Packers the past three years and now the Minnesota Vikings. Second team All-Pro back in 2020 and then two-time Pro Bowl 2019-2020, which we'll take that. Take one from the enemy. Darius Smith, great, great edge rusher. I'm excited to see him pair alongside Daniel Hunter. Now, linebacker. Anthony Barr, longtime Minnesota Viking. Mike Zimmer's first pick, actually, as head coach for the Minnesota Vikings. He's gone. He signed, I believe, with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know for a fact. But we bring in a replacement, Jordan Hicks, who Super Bowl champion with the Philadelphia Eagles. 30 years of age. I mean, started out his career with the Eagles, past three seasons with the Cardinals, now with the Minnesota Vikings. And I've been hearing a lot of good things about Jordan Hicks. From training camp and this offseason, he's been pairing alongside really well with Eric Kendricks, which, hey, if you can play, if you a baller, then, yo, we're going to take you, all right? Like, that's all we need. We just need ballers. If you can play and, you know, we just get our defense back to how it was and, hey, fuck it. By all means, bro, come to Minnesota. You can play. You can play. Defensive tackle, Harrison Phillips from Buffalo. Buffalo, I believe, had the number one defense last year. So, you know, that's good. Harrison Phillips, basically a little bit about him. Let me see real quick. 26 years of age. That's young, actually, believe it or not. Obviously, first four years in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. Now signing with the Minnesota Vikings. That's huge. Defensive tackle. I mean, you know, that's huge. What more can I say? We did lose Michael Pierce, which is tough. But he went back to the... uh, he went back to the Baltimore Ravens, I believe. We still have Dalvin Tomlinson, so, you know, that's good. That's good, that's good, that's good. We'll take it. If you're a baller, if you can play, come to Minnesota, why not? Why not, why not? Patrick Peterson, I've heard, has been doing really good this offseason as as a cornerback one, which, you know, our cornerback group, our secondary was bad last year, obviously, besides Harrison Smith. So, Pat Pete, do what you got to do, do your thing. And speaking of the secondary, that's going to bring us into the draft. Round one, pick 32. First pick for the Minnesota Vikings, Lewis Seen. Lewis Seen, safety out of Georgia, defending national champions, Georgia. Didn't really know too much about him, obviously, coming out of college. But dude's a hitter, and dude, motherfucker looks like he can play. So, you know, dude's a hitter. Obviously, first team, all SEC this past season. I mean, you just, you need youth in the secondary. Like, you need the youth. It was dropping off, obviously. So, Harrison Smith is not, he's not getting any younger, obviously. So, Lewis seen secondary safety to play alongside Harrison Smith. We do have Cam Bynum, which is going to be great. Eventually, that will be the Safety duo of the future. So, you know, you got to learn from Harrison Smith. Those two, Cam Bynum, Lewisine, I'm excited for it. And that, that brings us to our next draft pick. Round 
two, pick 42, I believe, Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. Now, like I already said, one of my favorite players already for the Minnesota Vikings plays my position. He's a dog. First team all ACC this past season. Second team all ACC 2020. Dude can play. He could have been a projected first round. Well, he was a projected first round pick. Slid to the second round. I actually thought the Vikings were going to draft him instead of Lewisine with their first pick. But to get Lewisine and Andrew Booth, that's a W in my books. He's a five-star recruit. Committed to Clemson to play college football, which is great. We'll take that. Yeah, I mean, shoot. Not really a lot on him about Wikipedia, but I mean, seeing his highlights, obviously, I've seen his highlights. Like, once the Vikings drafted him, I've seen Lewis scenes. Those dudes can play. We need youth in that secondary, and you need ballers. Like, Lewis scene looks like a dog. Andrew Booth looks like a dog. You need that mentality. You know, we just gotta, gotta get young, man. We gotta get young. Like, come on, now we need that youth. And, you know, I really don't even want to go over all the other draft picks just because, you know, those two ones, Lewisine and Andrew Booth, are more important. And I know there's a lot more in the offseason with the Vikings, but really the five biggest, like Kevin O'Connell, Quesi Dopamensis, Darius Smith, Jordan Hicks, Harrison Phillips, those are the ones I really wanted to address. Kirk Cousins got a one-year contract extension. There was talks, actually, that, you know, Jim Harbaugh was going to be the Vikings head coach, which I was really stoked for, and I hope. He was going to be, but, I mean, Kevin O'Connell, I'll take. I love it. I'd rather have O'Connell now that I think about it than Harbaugh just because, you know, Harbaugh has a previous history in the NFL, which, you know, led the 49ers to a Super Bowl. They didn't win, but, you know, they made it to the Super Bowl, I should say, but I'd rather take, I'd rather take Kevin O'Connell. Basically, though, season preview, looking at the Minnesota Vikings, obviously 17-game schedule now that was implemented last season. And looking at this schedule, I mean, preseason, you got the Raiders this upcoming Sunday, and then the 49ers and the Broncos not really focused on that. But week one, 4 p.m. game, Green Bay Packers coming to Minnesota, coming to the bank. That would be a great game, obviously. I'm not going to break down each game yet. That's going to be for another episode, but just quickly doing a season preview. You got Green Bay week one. And then, you know, Eagles week two, Lions week three. I'm looking at this Thanksgiving game against the New England Patriots. That's going to be a great game. Thanksgiving. New England comes to Minnesota, believe it or not. That's the night game. That's the game I really want to go to. I should go to. I'm going to look forward to it. Patriots, they got a great team. You know, last year they made it back to the playoffs. I believe they had 11-6 record. That defense was amazing. Offense led by rookie QB, Mac Jones. I mean, that's going to be a great game. Thanksgiving, too. That's going to be a game to watch. And then, obviously, our regular season finale would be against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. But if you ask me, the three games I'm most excited for, week one when Green Bay comes to Minnesota, they don't have Devonta Adams anymore. That's one I'm going to like. The New Orleans Saints night game, October 2nd. Let me look at the calendar real quick. Let's see. That is Sunday Night Football, New Orleans Saints. That's going to be great. That I'm going to love. And then, obviously, Thanksgiving playing the New England Patriots. Love that game. Not going to do the full season preview, but just the three games I'm looking forward to, obviously. Green Bay, New Orleans, and then New England. Mm, looking at the schedule, though, I know it's going to be for another episode, but I like our chances. That's just not me being biased, but I do love our chances. Do love our chances. I think... 
I think we'll do good. But then again, we say that every year. So, you know, actions got to speak louder than words. You can't just say it and then, you know, not do it. So let's hope, let's hope, let's hope, let's hope. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, just like that, to all my listeners, we'll be wrapping up season one, episode two, titled Minnesota Vikings of all things NFL. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. It is gratefully appreciated. Wanted to make this episode a little bit longer. Eventually, you know, it's just my second episode, but eventually my episodes will be longer and longer. Like, when the season kicks in, I'm going to be recapping every game in one episode. So, you know, it might be like hour-long episodes, which is something I would love. But obviously, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Gratefully appreciated. And as always, until next time from yours, truly the boy. Peace out. Y'all stay blessed.